Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with T-Mac Tony McKinnon on a wonderful 60-something degree yep. April the 14th day. You know, would say the day before taxes, but uh, yeah, they, they've stressed it out. Yeah, you have, you have until Monday. But, I've already paid mine. Yeah, but by the time you hear this program, taxes are Yeah, due. taxes are well, you, you got late fees, I'm telling you. If you're listening to this and you haven't paid your taxes, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, well, you can file extension, but... Yeah, you know, but if you hadn't already, you're, you're still in trouble. Telling anyway, it's good to hear from all you guys. If you want to send us an email, you can email us, um, podcast at rhema.org. And I have to clear up my, my, my um, book. I, mean, I, have, I have too many um, emails. Well, I guess that's my, my personal, um, my ministry email account. I got too many emails. I got to clear that out. But podcastrhema.org, or you can like us on Facebook or Instagram where we have not updated any pictures, and I don't know when. But we'll, we'll get a new picture up some point in time. Um, Tony and I will still look the same. We're still ugly. We're a real <laughs> live boy. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. <laughs> anyway, we hope you guys having a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, our guest again this week is Todd Bailey. Um, you know, so Todd's here. And if you listened last week, you, you learned about um, one of his famous friends, Billy Ray Cyrus. There you go. Um, you know, he grew up with him. Um, uh, what, Bo Ray is what you? Yeah, we uh, called him Bo Ray, and his nephew was Boo, yeah. and his brother was Kevin. So Bo yeah. Ray, Bo, and Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also learned that Miley's name is actually Destiny Hope. That's yeah. what it what started. And they out. called her Smiley. And her name was Smiley, which turned into Miley. Actually, it was Hannah Montana before that, by the way. Yeah, but anyway, true. interesting thing about Flatwoods, Kentucky. That's where. That's where um, um, much Good. of the Baileys are from. Not not just Todd, but but all the Baileys, and you know. Um, Todd's cousin Brent is one of my best friends, and he has not been on the podcast as of yet. So, and one of the big reasons we don't we have only done one Zoom podcast. One Zoom, and you know if Brent would you know get his rear end here, maybe we yeah. can actually. Well, he had to get out of the gym. All yeah. he's doing right now, if you're listening, is posting gym pictures. He's pumping iron. Yeah, I think he's at the vending machine. I the think so. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Brent. <laughs> So once again, you you graduated from Rama in '92. Yes, you know, that's I graduated '93. So, but you were with Phil Privet graduated in '92, didn't he? Uh, or no, he graduated '94, I guess. Yeah, you, I you're after me, right? Yeah. So Phil Privet Jr., Phil Jr., we call him. You know, and you know. Anyway, that, that's, I, I have some jokes about him. We won't say it anyway. On the, uh, <laughs> great guy, <laughs> great guy. Um. Anyway, um. So tell us, you know, we talked a lot in your last time about Rama. Um, you know, so now you've been in, you've been preaching for 28 years. Um, yeah, August, tra- traveling ministry, August 21st would be 28 full time. I did a lot yeah. before that. I've been filled in and I did children's church, youth group, uh, street witnessing, everything before I even came to Rama. Yeah. So, so uh, you, we said, you know, you're on, you're on Facebook, right? And, and also you said, you know, toddbailey.org. Yes. Is what's up. So, I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe some things you've been, you've been, teaching on or preaching on or, or you know want to expound on but before we get that i heard some rumor about some kind of chicken story that that um you know, oh yeah you know. uh well people sometimes will say do you have something funny that's happened in your travels besides just ministering well i was with a, a good friend of mine actually i'm gonna see him next month david calcagno he's a rama grad him and his wife sherry they live south of oakland north of san um uh, san jose and san leandro so we were over i think Pastor Mark Butler's church, I think, in Stockton or so. I don't know if I was preaching and we was attending the meeting. 
And I had called back home, and they said it was snowing in Colorado because I, I really enjoy snow. And I called my yeah, mother. And, and by the way, I know his accent. He was, he's from Kentucky, uh, but yeah. he lives in Colorado now. So, you know. Well, yeah. Go ye. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, um, uh, I called my mother in Ohio, and they said she said it was snowing there. And I was like, man, I really want to see some snow this year. So my friend that was born and raised there in the Bay Area, he said, you know, there's a ridge that we're going to go over, and it's cold enough right now that we might have some snow. And I said, uh, you know what? I want to just pray. Let's pray and agree that we'll just see some snowflakes. I just, I just want to see some snow. He said, all right, I'll agree with you. He said, I don't see vert snow very often, but I'm going to agree with you. You know, when you're driving into the Bay Area about 45 minutes away, it's like four lanes of traffic, three lanes. You go through Dublin and different things. And there was a little mountain ridge. We got up close to it, and we're sitting there in traffic. And I kid you not, and he will swear to it as well. The biggest white flakes we've ever seen. We just kept going and going and going. We kept going and going. And I'm sitting there just praising the Lord. He goes, my Lord, I've never seen this flakes like this in my life. He said, I've never seen anything. He said, this is amazing. He said, this is a lot of snow. And it went on for 15 minutes. I'm just rejoicing. But I've never noticed that the windshield's never getting wet. The road's never getting wet. So <laughs> traffic is getting so crammed together. We passed a truck we've been passing for 15, following for 15 minutes. And he said, hey, and all of a sudden it stopped snowing. And I went, oh, man. He goes, Todd. I said, what? He said, look. He pointed over, we've been following a chicken truck for 15 <laughs> minutes. and uh, But that was one of the funniest stories we've ever had. But it, I'll never forget it. So, but Well, you know, John Anderson wrote a song about the chicken truck. Well, you know, oh, he, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken truck, chicken truck. Uh, cluck, cluck, cluck. Oh my. <laughs> chicken truck, chicken truck. You're just, like, just my luck. You're, you're like the male version of Siri. Yeah, you know the that? harder I go. The, <laughs> he said the, the farther I go, the harder it gets to see chicken truck <laughs> well you know what it really did so maybe that's why i gave it away at the beginning of the chicken truck but it was people i thought it was a snowstorm that's hilarious but it was just a bunch of chickens molting. <laughs> so anyway that's my little funny story of the traveling so blame it on the chicken yeah what zach brown said and like i said the, the, the last program i mean it seemed for a long time that everywhere i went to preach either todd had just been there or he was he was coming <laughs> He's and like Santa Claus. Yeah, he's like, everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere. I don't know. He got the same, the same thing. It was just you know, kind of like we were following around each other around the country for a while. Um, but, I mean, so you've been ministering for a long time. Is, is there something that you primarily minister on? I mean, besides the platform, I know every time. Right. You know, well, some, some churches you actually minister in front of the platform. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, one thing I try to do is I ask the pastors what they want. You know, because mm -hmm. some of them are in a big series, and they'll say, I say, what do, what do you want me to do? They say, well, do you know anything about this subject? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, because I can always learn if I don't. <laughs> so I always, you know, I do either the series that they want me to or they say this is our theme this year or you're coming in a certain month, we have a theme. Can you kind of touch on that? I'll, I'll do whatever they ask me to. See, that's different. When I sub for pastor in class, he tells me stay off his subject. <laughs> <laughs> Well, go on the road with me, and but but mostly I, I I just I just pray because I'm in so many different denominations. Mm. Yeah. You know, some people will say, "Well, how many quote Rama churches you're in, or how many?" You know, I'm in so many different churches that I literally will pray. But one thing that really helped me was this. You know, uh, your grandfather, Brother Hagen's, you know, like the fear of repetition. Yeah. And you know, some people say, "Well, I don't want a canned sermon. I want something fresh." 
And I thought, well, I pray about everything. I, you know, sometimes I might preach it over and over, but this is what really changed me on my preaching on the subjects and different things is one day it came to me, the, the recipe for bread is thousands of years old, but the key is to bake it fresh. Mm. If you go into a suit company or a, a, a men's warehouse or some nice clothing store, they'll have 20 black suits, different sizes made by the same person. But the key is it's going to be a tailored fit when you leave. Well, I might have one title, but I might have 30 messages. So I've learned by the Holy Spirit just really, okay, God, what do you want to speak to them? Because most time pastors will just say, hey, we trust you, just go for it. And I just preach whatever they, you know. You know, I, I actually used to, I had a, a sermon, I guess you want to call it a sermon. <laughs> I, I actually had a piece of paper with a bunch of scriptures on it, just different, different scriptures couple of things jotted down. It was my generic faith message <laughs> from that piece of paper. You know, you know, I could preach, I mean, 18 different messages on faith, depending on, you know, what, what verses of scriptures, you know, I had, I had a bunch of things, you know, not high, you know, just so I, you know, go to my, at that time, the, the, I, I use more of a digital Bible now, but I had the analog version, you know, so <laughs> I already had a highlight in my Bible. And so I would, I would actually, I don't have highlighted. I had bookmarks all over my Bible. You know, you know, they only give you one bookmark. Some some Bibles actually have two bookmarks, whatever. So I take pieces of paper and um and I would put bookmarks. And actually, I started this. Um, um, it was it was a. You know, understand my my life. I've traveled on the road pretty much most of my life since I was three, and um, you know, so one of the things you do a lot of times. I mean, when I was younger, I played with Hot Wheels cars. You know, on, on the floor, and um, it. You know, when, when people, shag carpet was in at the time, so I actually brought my own carpet roll. <laughs> I would, would roll down there and, 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 so I could move my cars. You know, so, because I'm like, Mom, my cars won't go good. Bogging down. <laughs> and so we don't want some of the second row. well dry, yeah. yeah. So, so but, but anyway, you know, so when I got older, you know, give me some piece of paper and, and a pen or something. Because we didn't have children's services, you know. Mm. It was just, you know, me. So, um. I started a company called Bookmarks for the Rest of Us <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> and so I would make my mom bookmarks, um, you know, Bible marks, you know, in this little Bible markers or whatever. So I would start to use them for myself. And I mean, later on in life, I had bookmarks for, I, mean, I, I designed a lot of bookmarks. Just to put it this way. <laughs> and so I had pieces of paper, but I had the generic faith message. And, um, you know, it was one piece of paper that had all the, all different, Faith scriptures, you know, and instances on healing, you know, one with issue of blood, blind Bartimaeus, and, and you know, I, I could go any type of way. So, mm -hmm. you know, you know, just show up and, you know, I, from from one piece of paper, I could preach on faith multiple different ways. Well, you know, John Wesley was known for telling his students, you can't call a message good till you preach it a hundred times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I teach uh, uh, sermon development delivery here in third year pastors and itinerants in school. Maybe and, we should take the class. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one thing that I talked to them about, you know, you, you it, it, it's a journey of discovery, really, for you. And you'll find out there are certain things you carry, certain messages, certain themes, certain things really God has made real to you. You've got revelation on. You've lived out. You've studied out. You've proven. And really, it doesn't matter what you preach. That's going to come out because it's in you. And the sooner you figure out what that is and get comfortable with it as a minister, the better you'll be and get, get like you say, get free of this fear of repetition. 
Oh, uh, yeah, and, and just go for it. Well, you have your own testimony. You have your own stories. Yeah. Words create images. Yeah. Now, now, that's something else, too. Um, when I used to do live lab classes here at Rama, you know, a lot of times in lab classes, you know, folks want to give their testimony. <laughs> what you always, I would laugh at, is they're giving their testimony, and they're glued to their notes, you know, reading their, mm-hmm. I'm like, if you guys don't know your own testimony, there's an issue. Yeah, I mean, that's being I mean, afraid. You know, yeah. I mean, you, know, you, you can put some notes, hey, be sure, you know, be sure to say, talk, talk about this, talk about that. But I said, why don't you look at the class and tell us your testimony? Because if you don't know your own testimony, I'm not sure you're going to learn anything. So. <laughs> you, that reminded me of something since you brought that up. Uh, I got one lab class that I do right now, full term, yeah. by tenor, it's third year. And uh, so I've, the, the, the girl is, the lady's ministering, and I've got her outline, and she's written herself notes in her outline. So, like, step away from the pulpit here. Yeah. You can do it. She's got these parenthetical. Oh, <laughs> you can do this. Smile. Well, did she give you the wrong copy? No, that was that was that was the outline. But well, in, in it are these parenthetical deals to herself to remind herself. It's cracking me up. I love oh, whatever my. works for you. I I think Joe Biden has the same outline. <laughs> yeah, that's the one the bird read. Oh, you saw the bird pooped on him, didn't you? Yeah. He was falling behind the, the chicken truck. That's a chicken truck. That's a chicken truck. Again. Oh, Lord. I needed this today. I missed you guys. <laughs> but, you know, sincerely, we don't all carry every message. Mm-hmm. We don't all know or have light on every subject. And so, you know, especially traveling, you know, pastors got to try our best to be a general practitioner. But when we got the privilege to go out, you know, you can kind of z- – zero in on some things and and uh, the lord will just keep giving you more light and it'll be what you carry to the body of christ well yeah exactly you hit it right on the head because you know when i was teaching itinerants this week here i said you got to know your area who you're going to the northeast mm-hmm. the southeast overseas wherever i said adapt your message to where you know because when i go overseas i don't talk about the united states at all or anything that may where they can't relate or something like that. I but found out you can talk about Elvis in Mexico. They understand that. They really well, <laughs> that's a whole new game. <laughs> I, I think he lives down there, actually. <laughs> he probably lives in Puerto yeah. Vallarta or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's a joke, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ray Stevens said he saw him in a UFO, but that's <laughs> well, Jimmy Hoffa was in there, too. <laughs> well, Waldo was somewhere, wasn't he? <laughs> but, but I think the thing is, is you're, you're, uh, when you go and minister – you're basically a waiter. You're serving the people from yeah. the table of Amen. God, and you're trying to give them something that they can have. I know recently I've been praying. I said, God, I, I really don't want sermons. I want messages, yeah. and yeah. I want yeah. I want the word when I leave that your word, like on the road to Emmaus, let it burn. And uh, but you know you could overcorrect, you could overanalyze something, mm-hmm. and uh, you try too hard. But it's like uh, Craig said, you just got to look what's in front of you. You know, and do what you can with what you got where you're at, yeah. and don't overanalyze it. And but you know, I like to teach on a lot of different subjects. But if they just let me, I pray about it. But I've been preaching a lot about uh, the heart because I'm finding out you can have head faith, heart faith. You can, you, one, you know, that's Brother Higgins' very first sermon ever. Mm-hmm. Really, head first faith versus, versus heart, heart faith. faith. Well, that was the Lord. first sermon he, he ever mm-hmm. ever pro- preached in um his church. It was he said, well, basically the Baptist church, but he didn't call it Baptist church, mm-hmm. but. That was the very first Well, time. I've been preaching a lot about uh, heart forgiveness because 
I ask people seven questions and then and get into the playing. But you noticed when you get in, and I'm not getting into a message here, but have you noticed that forgiveness and for, forgiveness of sin and healing are almost right next to each other? He said, forget not all his benefits. He forgiveth all iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Well, I found out a lot of people are sick today, and they blame the faith message. Well, it doesn't work. I tried it. I said, no. What do you mean? They said, well, I've tried faith for three years. It doesn't work. I said, no, faith, the Word of God has tried you for three years. You don't work. Mm. I said, you got to keep your heart with all diligence. Do you have unforgiveness? Because, you know, the Word is a pure seed. It's, it's incorruptible seed. But if you put it in, in contaminated soil, which is your heart, or you water it with contaminated water, which is your words, you're going to cause the word of God to come to none effect. Yeah. So you end up blaming somebody, getting mad, getting hard. I don't want to go back there anymore. I don't believe in that message. No, what it is, it's all in your heart. So I found out when you keep your heart with all diligence, out of it are the issues Amen. of life. He said health and healing to all your flesh. That's emotional, everything. Yes. So, But I really just really talked to the pastors because I was blessed growing up to work behind the scenes with a couple of pastors or th two or three. And I seen that side and I have been really wanting to just say, what can I do to be a blessing to your church? I don't want to be a boat dock. I want to be part of your wave. Mm -hmm. I want to be momentum. How can I say something from a different street corner? You know, a lot of people think Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John contradict themselves. I said, I said, go down here and broken arrow. When the parade goes by at Christmas, give somebody a piece of paper and a pen Tell them right down everything they saw on the parade and what they thought and their ideals and their perspective of it and put it down. You'll have four different ones of the same parade on the same day on the same street. Mm -hmm. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, yeah. and John. Yeah, absolutely. So all I try to do is come and give a different perspective of what something the pastor's been preaching maybe for six months and the people get it. So I, I just enjoy it. It's a, it's a blessing to, you know, it's a blessing when you see God uses you as a conduit or a yeah. jumper cable or I caught the postman delivering his mail is pe people said, how do you do what you do? I said, you just show up. It's not your ability. It's your availability. Study. Abraham Lincoln said, I, I will prepare and study. And my day of opportunity will come. But a lot of people are trying to make things happen. And God said, just let it happen. Show up, prepare, do it and be yourself. Keep your word. The biggest yeah. thing the Lord taught me, one of them was, if you can't keep your word, how do you expect to keep mine? Yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been trying to do. I'm just trying to communicate and help pastors and churches and people. But when you go back and see people still changed, you know you're not that smart. And people <laughs> go, how do you know that? And I say, well, when there's a genius lives inside of you, and if you listen to him, he'll yeah. make you look, make you look small. And I said, it happens every week with me. <laughs> anyway. Amen. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times too, like I said, perspective is, you know, I have a unique perspective of when I preach, um, you know, I'll preach on the same verse as a lot of people have preached, but I do. I, I say things. In fact, I say things to amaze myself sometimes, you know, I'm like, I never thought about it. And, you know, um, Primarily, when I when I preach, I preach mainly on faith and healing. And right now, I have Faith Library too. You know, talk you know, and I, I every year to the students, I say things. You know, because I always pray, Lord, help me to make it even more easier, more simple, more understanding. You know, that in I mean, every year I say things that, that amazes even me. And I know that I have a lady um, 
you know, second, it's a second year. This is second year. This is the last term. Mm -hmm. And there's one of our students and and she's told me, she Craig, I've learned so much. (laughs) You know, I'm thinking, you know, didn't Doug Jones teach you anything? <laughs> this is why Doug Jones doesn't come on here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I'm no. thinking, you know, you know, they have my, my dad, his faith library one class. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how many people, like I had one guy a couple of years ago, and, and I was just pre- preaching Mark 11, 23 and 24. I thought it was pretty basic. And he goes, oh, man, you know, this is the first time I really learned. I'm thinking, how you been it for two years? And you didn't even... And he just, you know, maybe they didn't listen. I don't know. Maybe it's my unique perspective that caused them to listen. Um, you know, so it's, well, it's a lot of like, like I always point out Mark eleven twenty two have faith in God. You know, a lot of, to my grandfather, if you read Mark eleven twenty two he thought that that was understood. You know, we don't speak to a mountain without having faith in God. To this generation, we Ain't have to. nothing understood. Yeah, we have to understand because a lot of people think it's all about, speaking to the mountain, but it's not about you speaking. It's about, it's about having faith in God when you speak and things like that. But talking about perspective as, as well and, and different, um, you know, being all things, all people, like I said, well, as, as we travel and as you travel in different areas of the country or different countries, um, I typically use a lot of sports examples. And, you know, in the United States, Typically, I would probably use football would be my primary thing. Exactly. Maybe I, 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 football and baseball were the two sports I played football the most. Um, you know, I do like basketball, but it wasn't one of my, you know, one of my major sports. But now I did have the opportunity to play some soccer. And, you know, I found out that anywhere overseas in other countries, you know, so we would talk about soccer games. We talk, you know, I, football. I've, they football. call they call it foot, football, football and you know or football and so um so I've used soccer illustrations or, or something like that. I, one time I used an illustration about a shootout, um, you know, because you know and you know one of just talk about you know I was trying to use you know the word you know um you know between so, so the Bible says we're more than a conqueror, you know you know and, you know if, if I if I just win the game you know talk about soccer game two to nothing one to nothing. Or whatever you know, th- you know that's winning. Being more than a conqueror is like eleven to zero. I mean, you know, so, so you know, but if I'm if I'm using a football illustration, that's forty nine to nothing. You know, so so it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's you use different illustrations so people could relate, right? You know, and, and that's the thing. If they can't relate, there's well, for instance, I'm an idiot sometimes and don't really think about anything. So, so I was in Brazil and I was like, okay, you know. It says it this way in, in the New King James. The New Living Translation says it that way. And, and you know, I start quoting the thing, and I listen to my interpreter. He's saying the same word that he just said a few minutes ago. I'm like, wait a minute. He's interpreting it the same, so it's not interpreting any different. So note to self, just use one translation. You know, because, you know, it, that one word, he didn't have another, you know, translate. Because sometimes I was, trying to, I was trying to get a certain word that was a little bit different. Right. But, you know, in Portuguese, there wasn't really, he couldn't think of another word real fast, so he used the same word. So I'm like, and actually, of course, I'm the kind of guy that stopped and said, well, I guess that didn't work very well. <laughs> you know, trying to, I couldn't illustrate what I wanted to illustrate. But, you know, it's kind of the way it is. Um, well, it's like you said, it's all perspective, and you got to communicate. And uh, you're going to find that out as you go. You're not going to know it all when you get there. Just, you know, I say this, do what you can with what you got where you're at. Just you know, I've ran into that several times. 
about ready to make a point, and they say, sir, and they'll get, lean over and say, sir, that word means the same thing as what I just said. <laughs> so, but you just got to go on, and that's, you know, let the Holy Spirit get involved. Well, something back to something you said a while ago, and then kind of tagging off something Craig said, uh, you know, your Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John illustration of the parade. And uh, really, you know, somebody stood it saying, you know, well, the uh, first time I've understood that. Yeah. Well, it's back to that perspective thing, and, and it's, it's positional. And each, each one of us has a different position we speak from, like the four guys watching the parade. Each position provides a new perspective. Yeah. And maybe for a particular hearer, that perspective is what they need for it to click. Mm-hmm. That perspective is speaks their language that perspective is the one they need to gain the light on that subject and i think that's the way god uses i think that's the way he works well you know uh, craig said something too that i i didn't think of just recently is and i knew i was aware of but i just seen it from what you were talking is a lot of times we can have a different perspective but we got to realize the generation we're talking to yeah mm-hmm. i mean because i'll go and teach three sunday morning services in one church and they'll say the first one is the older group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more Pentecostal. Middle one is more charismatic. The third one is more whatever. And you're like, so, but they want you to teach the same thing, mm-hmm. basically. So you've got to look at what your audience is because a lot of the illustrations, you can't relate to them because, yeah. you know, my son, I mean, he's 15. And he knows more about stuff than I do in certain areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tease. I said, you're, you're book smarts, but I'm street smarts. Yeah. So we need a good balance. Well, no, not, not like I teach the students in uh, a sermon development delivery. It's not about you. And, you know, when we, when we talk about real estate, we talk about location, location, location. Yeah. Well, in ministry, it's audience, audience, audience. Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Knowing your audience. That's right. You know, interesting part about my dad, um, I was with him one time, and he had to do three services on Sunday morning. By the time he gets to the third service, because I'm, I'm bored of my preach first. A he message. preached a different message his third <laughs> service because he was bored of hearing the same message twice. Now, it is interesting because, well, I just preached two messages um, last Sunday. Um, and, of course, too, the first service, you're always you're, – you're more constrained because, you know, you've got a second service time, coming in. Yeah. So, so time wears. But – you, know, you preach the same message and it comes out a, a little bit, a little bit different. You know, use it. You know, use the same scriptures and same. You know, you know whatever, but it, it still comes out differently because it's based upon who's there. And you know, sometimes too, it's like you know, the Lord gives you other examples. You know, you know, to, you know things that you didn't even think of or, or consider the first time. But like mm-hmm. I said, a lot of times it tends to be the earlier services tend to be a little older, um, you know, on, more mature, more mature, I should say. Right, and then you know. The later services tend to be a little bit younger crowd, um, you know, because they wake up later on Sunday mornings or whatever. So, but yeah, it's it is interesting, and and then like you said, when you travel, you you know, I mean, you know, there's different people think differently no matter where you're at. Now, um, you know, also there's culture things. Um, you have to make sure that some of your words don't offend people. Um, well, you so, are right yeah. there. <laughs> oh, that was Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, like you said, you know, you know, with your accent and things like that, you know, people being able to under understand it. So, I, I try to be more. Art, can I say articulate? It? articulate. There you yeah. go. I try to do. And yeah. people have even noticed under the anointing that I would say certain words that I would never be able to say if I was yeah. just having a communication. I tell folks, we're smarter than we sound. Yeah. Well, so I don't know how many we times. Are. 
how many times that I've read my my articles in the Word of Faith, you know, that they print up, and I'm like, yeah, they change them and put yeah. them in articulate speech. Yeah, so I, I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't say it like that. I mean, you know, because you know, understanding, you know, my my verbal ability is not as good as some of the writing. They, ability. they use punctuation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, my run-on sentences and things that that, that I use are completely different. I mean, you know, I don't know how many times my wife is like, I'll put something on Facebook, go back and re-edit that. I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah. Well, that, you know, there used to be like three sentences there, they only one sentence, a bunch well, of commas. <laughs> she's good in that, but you're good in numbers. Yeah, yeah, Num- so, numbers are better for me. Yeah, you, yeah. well, God even has a book called Numbers, so. <laughs> yeah, he's interested. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think the biggest thing, though, I'm finding out as traveling is be who you are. Yeah. You know, it's good to imitate, you know, because I've been under a lot of different ministers and stuff. And I think uh, one day I was sitting there, I thought something's changing in my ministry. I didn't know what it was, so I was praying about it. And I, I don't, I'm not saying it was a vision or anything by no means, but I just seen a big, like, five-gallon pot of homemade beef stew sitting on the stove. And it had been on there for about 20 or 30 minutes, and it was warm. And somebody said, well, I can't wait. i got to eat. And they got a thing, and they ate it. And then about four hours later, then that whole pot was being served to everyone. And they said sometimes when you're going through situations that are not comfortable or inconvenient, or you're going through these situations or these impasses, they said some people want something quick. But they said if you allow the Holy Spirit to do His job and you stay faithful over the years— he will begin to blend and season you yeah. to where when you, like Brother Hagan, you know, it's like you said, Mark eleven twenty two. He He was so seasoned and so well-versed that, you know, everybody's like, I can't do that. No, just be yourself. Hit, hit, hit the mark in front of you. It's like when you connect dots, you know, mm-hmm. those connected dots, one to a hundred. A lot of times we want to take shortcuts, but they're not going to end up like the image that was intended in the yeah, back of the book. Yeah. So I've learned there's a reason I'm on 26, so just focus on 27, 27 to 28. And people say, well, how did you become successful? I said, I just tried to do everything he told me to do, if, you know, and I didn't quit. I had a lot of opportunities. I, I know I'm not the best minister. But the Lord told me, he said, I don't want you to be the best. Yeah, this ain't, ain't running I want you. Thing. I want you to be the best you can be. Yeah. And he said, and holiness basically boils down to, these are just little nuggets I've learned in traveling. He said, holiness is just when, when I say don't do something, you don't do it. When I say do it, you do it. If you do that, you'll walk the line. Stay in your lane, put your hands to your own plow, press towards the mark, and run your race. There'll be times I'll bring people into your life, I'll come into theirs. But you can't run their race, and they can't run yours. Stay focused, and that's you know. And you got to change. You got to adapt to the changes. So well, it's like Pastor talks about Pastor Hagen, you know, uh, the disease of comparisonitis. Yeah. So we get into you know, and it, I find that that leads you into one of two ditches: either pride or pity. Yeah. You know, either one of them is not good for you. Now, something I actually because because you brought something out. I was talking about, you know, this year, the Lord told me, showed me that this year w- would be exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, you know, Ephesians 3.20, you know, and we read that from different translations, you know, and the Bible says that it's going to, you know, it's going to be greater than we can even imagine. Now, obviously, if we're not asking or thinking anything, we're not going to have, you know, anything, in, in, right. anything, but, you know, it's up to us. And, you know, the thing about it is God wants to bless us more than we can ever imagine, really. 
you know, exceedingly abundantly above. And um, so, so you sent me a, a message on Facebook. Now, t- tell our listeners what you what you well, were telling me. I was going to mention this earlier because you said you say things different than what I, we may have heard. Yeah. I've heard Ephesians three twenty preached several times, mm-hmm. but I was sitting at Winter Bible Seminar, and I was looking up, and I said, I've never seen it from this street corner, mm-hmm. this perspective. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And uh, so I went up to you know I, everybody was talking to Pastor Craig and me and all that and I kind of waited off to the side but um, I sent him something that he actually preached the prophecy from 1927 of Smith Wigglesworth at mm-hmm. Amy Simple McPherson's church he said there would be eight things that would be actively and I'm looking it up right now there would be eight things that would actively be taking place at the second coming of Christ well the first seven was uh, basically um you know, like uh, people preach against, uh, they won't preach the existence of hell and different things. Yeah. And people will uh, think people are successful because of the side they're building. But he said, number eight, and I went up and showed him this. And if, if I'm allowed to, let me yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, he, and it totally threw me off. But he, he hit on the very thing. And I thought, I've never heard anybody preach it the way this prophecy, and I've been studying this prophecy, or just read it the last six years. Meditating on it. Yeah. He said, number eight. These are the eight things. I'll just give you number eight that will actually actively be taking place at the second coming of Christ in the church. The last days are a time for the true people of God to engage in extravagant asking. Up to this present time, the Lord's word is for us. Hitherto, you've asked nothing. Surely you people would have been asking great things from God for a long time, would be amazed if you entered into it with a clear knowledge that it is the Master, it is Jesus, who has such knowledge of the mightiness of the power of the Father. Now I'm almost done, listen. Of the joint union with Him, that nothing is impossible for you to ask. Surely it is He only who could say, Hitherto you've asked nothing. Now here's the last five lines that He emphasized. So God means me to press you another step further. Begin to believe on extravagant asking, believing that God is pleased when you ask large things. Extravagant asking. I like that. Yeah, and that's what he hit on on Winter Bible Seminar. Mm-hmm. So, And the thing about what my, my point was, it says you, you know, he's going to give us above, you know, overly above what we ask or think. A lot of times we don't ask him. If we don't ask him for anything, he can't give us above, you know, what, you know, and it goes on to, you know, our, our greatest desires are beyond our imagination. And, and it's, I know it's, it's actually incomprehensible how much God wants to bless mm-hmm. us. You know, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, that, you know, he wants to bless my finances. Well, he does, but that's not all about finances. You know, it's about your ministry. It's about, you know, about your love walk, about, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he wants to increase you in every area of, of your life. Well, that's like prosperity. You know, if yeah. you could imagine it this way, tough to do this on a audio, but I think <laughs> everybody could get it. If you could imagine prosperity, as a 12-inch ruler. Yeah. That is that whole ruler is prosperity. Finances is one inch of that. That's good. You know, you got health, you got your relationships and you just going down filling up that ruler and all of that together is prosperity. That's not just uh, money. Well, I think the key is ask. Asking in faith is a demand. It's not an arrogant request. Mm-mm. And um one thing I have done, I even did it at the hotel, and I'll do it on the airplane probably when I go home. I always have somebody that sits next to me, asks me what I do or whatever, 
And then if and if they're not born again or something, I'll write on a thing or something. I'll say, I want you to ask God every day or every week from now on to ask God to interrupt your life. I said that means the devil wants to disrupt your life, means to break it apart. But God wants to interrupt your life. He wants to break into your life. We're so security minded today that sometimes we feel like we have to be in control of everything. Mm -hmm. Our finances, our love, you know, we think, you know, we can Google stuff. There's some things in life you can't Google. And you're speaking of the Googleologist. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's why I was looking right between you both. But, but, but if we really ask God to interrupt our life, because I tell people this, you're asking God, who knows your future better than you know your past, yeah. mm -hmm. to do something in your life that you can't do for yourself. Mm -hmm. Ask Him to interrupt the way that you think, the way you talk, the way you carry on. I say, because if you want something you never had before, then you need to do something you've never done before. Yeah. So I said, start asking God to get involved. It goes back to, he says, you have not because you asked not. Mm -hmm. I would withhold no good thing from those that love me. He said, if you, if you love me, you'll keep my word. Well, one of them is ask and you shall receive. Amen. So yeah. master the big ask. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, rbtc.org. This guy actually teaches in school. Um, no, you know, talking about, you know, God interrupting you, you know, may maybe his interruption for you is to come two years to Bible school. Yeah, and, you know, you whether you're, whether you want to just learn more, more about the ministry or whether you already know that you're called to be a minister or maybe just feel called that you're going to help out your local church or just to be a good Christian, rbtc.org if you'll just go there give us your your name your email your phone number we'll send you a digital package immediately and then ha give you a phone call to um, talk to you more about rama you can find out all things about rama there or if you're ready to go you can do an application right there online and i tell you man you know god is bringing students in i mean yeah. it's, it's it's incredible i mean just i mean i heard three testimonies today of, of, about folks that are coming to rama Bible training college you know in september Already, I mean, you know, just three different testimonies t today, you know, how God has just called them, called them to come to Raymond. And it's so exciting. I mean, our, our students that we have today, I believe, are more excited th than our students, you know, whenever Doug Jones came to Raymond, the first class. I mean, you know, <laughs> although he'll never come, he don't, won't come to the podcast for whatever, djonesrama.org, tell him to be on the podcast. But, but you know, 1974, the first class of, of Raymond, you know, it's interesting to talk to a lot of them. You know, well, how'd you... How'd you come to Rama? I said, I don't know. God just led me here, you know. And, and we, we've seen people now come into Rama. They don't. They don't really know much about our ministry. They don't. You know, they haven't read a lot of our books. You know, just they just fill a calling. I said, well, you, you call it, you know, the Harvard of Bible schools. And, and I tell you what, it's a great place. RBTC.org. Well, you know, real estate has a saying: if analysis brings paralysis. A lot of times we already know what to do, but we try to analyze it mm -hmm. so much that we end up doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I would just encourage people just at least come. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, come visit. You know, you know, like I said. Yeah, for a visit. You know, I know a lot of times at our college week, and you know, talk to the you know the prospective students, and I said, you know what, God has a plan for each and every one of you, and maybe that plan is for you to come to Raymond, whether it's next year, whether it's you know a couple of years fr from now, or maybe it's something else for you. You know, I just want you to follow God's plan. But if that does include coming here to Rama, I encourage you not only to come here, but come and get involved in the church, get involved in what's going on, 
and I'm, you know, I know Todd, whenever you're here, you got very involved in the, in the mm -hmm. church and, you know, in all, we talked about this last program. I mean, a, a lot of the interaction, a lot of the people that, that you were involved with are still good friends today, you know, all these years later, you know, it's just incredible how, how we can, we can make friendships that last for an eternity yeah, yeah. Um, when we're here at Rama. Well, yeah. it's, yeah, it's kingdom. I, I know it's a cliche, but it's kingdom connections. God, yeah. It's divine interruptions, divine connections. And, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I, You'll never know. Don't get 90 and look back and say, what if? And I shared it with the itinerants today. I said, listen, you got to understand, you're not here attending class for you only. You're yeah. attending class for the people that have been praying that somebody will be sent. Yeah. And I said, you can't give what you don't got. Yep. And I said, you know, preparation time, as we heard this all of our life, preparation time is never wasted time. So just you're here to get something. I'll just say it this way. A while back, there was a part of the Bible I didn't want to study. I just said, Lord, not interested in it. And I heard this with such love. You're selfish. He said, what I'm trying to get to you and through you is not always for you. It's for the people around you. Yep. I knew if I didn't know how to study and prepare and have my general foundation like I got from Rhema, I could never go out and give what I didn't have. So yep. don't analyze. Don't put it off. Don't get later in life and say, what if? And I, I encouraged two Rhema students last night when I was eating at a restaurant. I said, listen, if you're not married, you have no kids, and you don't know what to do, why not third year? Why yeah. not fourth year? Yeah, yeah. And they said, well, I never thought of that. I yeah. said, when you get married and have kids, you're going to be too busy maybe. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. if, but if God tells you to do it when you're married and have kids, he will still make a way, but you got to be willing and obedient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I always tell our, our graduates, now, you know, obviously – Sometimes, you know, God speaks to tell them, you know, go third year or, or whatever. But, you know, other side about it, once you graduate, I always say, well, you know, if God directs you to go to a certain place, go there. But if he doesn't direct you, I, I, I um, recommend one or two things. Either stay here, get plugged in at the church and move when God calls you to move or go back to your home church that you were going at, you know, you were going before you came to Ramah, get plugged in there, and, you know, when, when, when God moves you, then, you know, then, then you can move. But, you know, until then, I'd stay put. I mean, you know, God brought you here for a reason. And like I said, if God brought you to Tulsa for a reason, he hasn't moved yet, and you have an opportunity to go third year or even go fourth year because a lot of people go first and second year, then they go third year biblical studies, learn more about the Bible, and then they go fourth year to go to pastors, even though we call it third year pastors group, but, you know, but, you know, and, or some folks maybe are more talented than Tony and I, and, and they're talented in singing, so they go to the worship school. Yeah. You know, the worship we, we would bring the worship school down. <laughs> <laughs> we would never pass the test, the entrance exam. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, <clears throat> if it was this book study, that's okay. I, I could figure that one out. Because yeah. actually, I asked one time, I said, I was, Rich King was here, and, and I said, you know, asked about that, that test. He goes, oh, Craig, you can pass it because I can read musical notes in a, um, and stuff like that. He goes, he said, you pass the music theory part because we've talked about that kind of stuff. You know, obviously singing part, I'd, I'd, I'd get an F minus, you know, on, on that part. But Like you could carry a tune in a bucket, but you can't pour it out yeah, when you right. get there. 
<laughs> but anyway, God has a plan and purpose for your life. And, you know, um, Todd, we, we have a lot of ministers who, who do listen to the podcast, you know, every once in a while now. Or, but, you know, maybe you're out there and, and you want to have, you know, Todd travels all, all over the country, you know, even internationally for you folks in India listening to us, you know. And so yeah. if, if, they, if they want to, to get you, they can reach you on Facebook or, or ToddBailey.org, right? Yeah. Or, or maybe you go to a church and, and you're like, man, we should have that weird guy come, come yeah. preach it. You know, tell your pastor. We would like to have Todd Bailey come and, and preach in, you know, at, at our church. And so um, ToddBailey.org, right? And, yes. Or, or Todd, Todd Bailey on um, on Facebook. Chickenman.com. Chickenman.com. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't have said chicken at the beginning of the story, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate. I've been able to speak in about 15, 16 or 17 nations of Bible schools for like with Rayma. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Been all over. So, um, I, I just, I, I just pray there's doors of utterance. There you it's go, not, man. I'm not building my ministry. I'm just trying to build the local church and get people to heaven. That's my main focus. Amen. Well, Amen. it's good to have you, um, you know, with us. You know, like I said, uh, you're teaching itinerants, you know, here. And that, for people, what is an itinerant? It's a traveling minister, all yeah. right? You know, obviously Todd, Todd's been in the traveling <laughs> ministry for a while, and he has something to say with the, you know, traveling, traveling ministers. There you go. Anything else you want to say before we close the program, Todd? Well, thank you for the opportunity, and I think if you get Brent and Doug Jones on here at the same time, that might get two things done at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, hey, I appreciate it. Hey, it's fun to fellowship hey, and see pleasure. you guys. We've enjoyed it. Yes. So, you know, I guess we could roll the icky, breaky heart music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> roll the wrecking ball. Why don't you? Oh, the wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here at Raymond, we're bringing hope, hope, help, and, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day. <laughs>